0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another edition of your new favorite podcast the Charles Coleman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time to go all the way to hyperspace with the new home for black brilliance. But before we get started on another edition, make sure you do yourself a favor. Hit that like button at the bottom of the screen, that subscribe button if you are watching us on YouTube, if you are listening to us wherever you find podcasts, wherever they are heard, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple Music, whether that's Pandora, Stitcher. We are everywhere like air, the Charles Coleman podcast. We are excited for another edition. We got the triangle offense today, but before we get into it, we have a special guest on the couch with us. I'm going to get right into it. You know, people know me as a political pundit. They know me as a legal analyst. They know me as a civil rights attorney. They know me as a, you know, person who is in community who is talking about social justice and who is active in social justice spaces but just like your favorite rapper has a favorite rapper I have favorite attorneys I have favorite political pundits I have favorite thinkers in the space and I am super excited to bring you guys if you are not already familiar with let me introduce you to and if you already know what time it is then you know it's going to be a great show we've got the Bohemian with the Nigerian name or the Nigerian <laughs> with the Bohemian <laughs> accident. We should will find out Miss Olayibi Oloran is in the building. Hey.
1: On the couch
0: <laughs> visiting the Charles Coleman podcast. It is so good to have you. Yes. Um, I am, I, you know, of all the people who I sort of had on a wish list, you were like legit at the top. And one of the reasons for that is because of the way that you just move in spaces. Um, I believe in giving people their flowers. And like, I'm super excited about our conversation because you're always somebody who has a lot of depth, but people don't always really get to see you outside. (laughs) No,
2: no, they do not.
0: And so it's good to, you know, have you outside. And I'm just gonna get this out the way for people who are watching on YouTube. (laughs) All right. Them things is thinking and they are outside. We talked about this already? Like this dude did. They, 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 the things are thinking if you follow her on IG or you've ever like seen her you know that the things are thinking so let's just get that. Don't be watching the episode like... It's
2: going to be in the comments. It's going to be in the comments. Been, Someone's going to say I'm distracted. Yeah, right. Like don't be distracted. Like it is what it is, right? Like
0: they, the things are thinking. This is an adult, this is an adult program but... Welcome. So glad to have you. Looking forward to you being part of
2: this. yes. Song. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And of course, to my left, you already know him. My man, Fifty Grand, Mr. Style and Performance himself, Mr. High Energy, DJ CEO, Emerson's finest in the building. What is happening, good people? I'm good, brother. How you feeling?
3: I'm good. I'm uh, good. Champagne
0: and campaigning.
3: Champagne and campaigning, as always, on brand as well. You know. Yeah, no. always
0: on. This is the illest free commercial for you ever.
3: Yo, post no bills.
0: I'm not mad at that. Um... So before we get started, you know, I, 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 we gotta we gotta have a conversation, black people. Um, we need to start dealing with a list of it's twenty twenty three, okay? And there's just some shit that's just unacceptable, okay. and we need to start dealing with a list of what is unacceptable. Okay. All right, um, and I'm not picking on any genders. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. I'm equal opportunity with this. So if there's <laughs> something you want to add to the list, we can add it. But. There's a couple of ones we're going to keep a running list. So, so for those of you who are watching the show Mm -hmm. like this is not the last time I'm going to talk about this but things that are no longer acceptable, all right. Okay. If you are a male over the age of 30 there's no reason you should have cornrows. No reason Wow. Rated here over 30 as if, no, it's, it's a No, it's a no. I endorse
2: that. It's a no. It's a big I endorse big that.
0: Time it looks I did,
2: I did not. You look nuts. The fact that when you said it, the first thing that came to my mind was, was not it? anybody with Briggs, but, but Jamal Moore and Tyler Perry. That was the first thing I thought about. <laughs> and so exactly. immediately, I was like, clearly, no. the symbolism, no one's doing it right. And that's what came to my mind first, clearly, y'all should take it off your resume. It's wow. a no.
0: That's a no. <laughs> 30, 30 and over cornrows, it's, it's a dub. Get Forget it. Let it go.
3: It, it hurts me only because um, in college I tried to grow my hair to get braids and it just it, it didn't quite. It didn't get there? It didn't get there. Well at this point. So now I can never get it. Uh, yeah so I like, mean I've been rocking a boyhead head since like. That. I get it but at this point. Nah it's. I hear you. Would you do it if you could? Please answer correctly. Not to go out like I just want to uh, right have now. it. Just like, I just want to be able to say I had it and then I'd get rid of it. I don't think it's for me. That's, it's not my look.
0: I love you enough to tell you it's not for you. <laughs> no, it's not my look. It's not for you. It ain't, right, for, I'm cool. nobody. It ain't for nobody. All right, next, next thing on the list. Um, it's not okay. All right, listen. I realize that hair in our community is a big thing. I, I get it, but check this out, y'all. If you can't have babies no more,
2: You can't have baby hair?
0: You can't have baby hair. Oh, wow. Let it go. Let it go. No, no. uh, No. Wow. Let it go.
2: Now, hold on. Let it go. That feels like you saying stop lotioning your skin. Like That just feels like- what? (laughs) Stop lotioning your skin? Yeah, yeah. It's essential. What do you mean no baby hairs? I I, think there's levels to it. I I think there's a new world of really dramatic baby hairs. Now, what I will put besides, I'm, I'm okay to put away the wigs with the baby hair with it. Like okay, there's so a part no of the wig. The extra. I don't, have y'all actually had that? Has anybody had it? Or somebody a wig wearing human being It's an abomination. Like that doesn't last <laughs> for more. It's, first of all, think about it. It's not real, right? It's a wig. Mm. So what they do is they take, you know, the hair from the actual wig and cut it. You know what I it mean? Looks and it looks it i ugly as it. Hair. do it. And they, and they make it look good that first time. That first time when the hairstylist suits it after that on it your own. Nuts look fucking crazy, it, it, <laughs> it feels crazy, you know you're crazy, you can't put the wig down properly because you have these fucking hairs that been in the glue, it's, it's tragic. It looks nuts. We have to let that go, I don't feel like we should have that, but just general baby heads, yes, like that, that's like attacking see, edge control. Like I don't want to see you like need a, a little fox. You know, you need a little swoop, with the baby. you my can issue, have a bunch of swoops baby. maybe, maybe that would be a limit. My issue
3: amount. with it is that it's not really baby hair anymore, it is definitely adult hair. <laughs> like, like, baby hair would be like, it'd be a little thing. Now, but see, now it's like this. Like, the baby hair come from here to like the, the middle of the this eyeball. That's a prime
2: example of why a man should be out of women's business, right? Because uh, it's. Uh, no, 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 I can tell you why. Now I'm going to tell you I why. Told you no, you proved it. Now I'm going to tell you how we know that. You know any man with baby hair?
0: The lightsaber ones? I'm not
2: going to put up with you today. Genuine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate this today. This is how I know, though. Your real problem is oh, we shouldn't be calling it baby hair that you shouldn't be calling this shit. Because you shouldn't be talking about the baby here. I stand can't talk about business. the baby. No, y'all got to stay out of So we can't have
3: braids, but not... I didn't bring
2: it up. That was your own man.
3: But you I didn't <laughs> feel I allowed you him? I supported you. a
2: black man in his free speech. You <laughs> I supported you? him to make decisions. Right.
0: All right. All right. All right. That's what I. I uh, still got one. I still got one, and this is not prohibitive, right? Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, it's not a total ban, but we got to get these lashes under control. The last, the lashes situation has gotten ridiculous. Like it's gotten absurd. Please do not try to tell me that you don't know what
2: I'm talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cape for lashes. I know you're gonna
0: cape for them, but we're talking about the more extreme versions. Like, cause it's it's getting, it's getting out of control, you mean? Come on, come <laughs> on, son. Don't, don't
2: do that. <laughs> You know, listen, as a bald head, I, girl, myself, right? Like, I ain't got oh, no God, lashes. Ball, right? I ain't got no lashes. Like, naturally, I ain't got no lashes. I look way better with lashes on. Like, if you watch all my appearances from last week, I was real fine because I had lashes. That you just, look fine. Yeah, you don't you know, see. I, I didn't say I don't look good. I said I look way better <laughs> with lashes. All right, all uh, right, all right, all I know right. the truth. I can't know the truth and then sit up here and lie, right? Like, talk shit on the lashes when I know I do need that assistance.
0: But like on a scale of one to ten, you don't, be, you don't be at like nine, you be at like five or six, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have no no bunch of big lashes. Yeah, but that's, that's, just because, uh, that's what we talk But that's about. because you as a human being, you have to pick what you could run out with. If I already have these boobs in a head right here, I can't do, I can't OD. But you depending know. on what are the circumstances, I would run out on my eyes, right? Like, yeah. But, you, but, but you, I don't need more drama.
0: You I know do. that though. Like there's a lot of women out there who really, it's it's a lot. Like it's like, it's this, this, and this, and this, it's just...
2: And, and it's I just, also think let, 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 let them cook, though. <laughs> like, yeah, if that's the, you they know They're going to get cooked,
0: though. They're going to get cooked. They're going to get cooked. I, I, I <laughs> think that those are the things. Anything you want to add to the list, Ralph?
3: Can I? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that insane? Uh, um... <laughs> No, nah, I think you covered it. I mean, there's always, there's always something that you can We got to keep a running list. We're, yeah, there's
0: always something that you can add. We're going we're gonna to yeah. keep running this. That's going to bring us to our shortcuts, ladies and gentlemen. This is our news and views, comments and conversation on things that are front of the mind that you may not necessarily be having discussions about in mainstream media, but still are relevant to the culture, relevant to the conversation, relevant to the community. Um, so, at the Charles Coleman Podcast, we, during shortcuts, occasionally play a game called One Gotta Go. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, that game is similar to any of the memes you've seen on social media. I give you an example of four different things and one of them got to go, all right. So, this is intended to be fun. This is not like algebra or calculus if those things are hard for you because they were hard for me, so. Which is why I'm a lawyer. Um, all right, so we are going to do one got to go music edition. Great. Music edition. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. This is this is and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it a thousand. This is definitely black American music edition. <laughs> it's okay though. Everybody's in 60s soul, 70s funk, 80s pop or 90s R&B. Wow. I born in 93. This
2: is all, what's truly safe is what matters is the 90s. That's what's safe immediately.
0: That's, did you think so?
2: Oh, I know, so, because, yeah. yeah, that's when I was alive. I can't be debating with y'all if I'm I wasn't alive in the 60s. We wasn't alive in the 60s. You know, not ain't doing it. You know, i I don't even <laughs> think know. we are. I, I know. Earlier, this I've That's why you don't there, have people come to your house. i <laughs> casually listening to y'all talk for quite some time this, in the disrespectful and earlier y'all called out the years 88 and 92 in casual conversation i was born in 93 so all that matters is it makes y'all old enough <laughs> to have experienced a life before this my FY, time. This
3: FYI, we weren't slaves <laughs> just, <that's> <laughs> <nice> <laughs> not. without doing that yeah
0: <laughs> see y'all I'll let you go first which was going
3: um on? this is this is tough um for me it's gonna be 80s pop Mm. I'm a huge Motown fan, so 60s soul ain't going nowhere. That's still going nowhere. 70s funk is kind of like my heartbeat. Okay. And in 90s R&B, I mean, that's when, for me, like maturing as like a young- The nostalgia of uh, yeah. it. Yeah. So 80s pop, I mean, I love 80s pop. These are all difficult, it's, it's not- That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point, but for me it would be 80s pop. So 90s is safe, what goals? Uh,
2: probably 70s funk. Really? Yeah.
0: So you so you prefer the sixty soul you could yeah. do, you could deal with that yeah and, and I mean I
2: don't I don't I have no slander for any of these mm-hmm. no yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah. it's not one of those like ain't nobody need that no I need it but if I gotta get rid of some I got get rid of the eighties pop no I that's can't your do bag that. I love it like I can't do that he wasn't, wasn't outside You wasn't <laughs> 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 <Hey, laughs> outside I, but I smoke and I have a home and purple lights facts <laughs> like, so. right. okay All right. I'm okay
0: oh gosh I I can't get rid of eighties <laughs> pop that's just such my bag. Mm-hmm. Like it's such my bag, and I can't give it a 70s funk because for me like the music that comes out of that is just such a part of like who I am. It's like it's part of what I was raised on my parents mm-hmm. and all of that. So it comes down to 60s and 90s, Oof, the 90s it's a tough on the one, block
2: for you? the 90s, actually I think you're gonna
0: choose the 90s R&B. It's 90s R&B, R&B or... specifically. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of 90s R&B. Because guess what? For as iconic as- The horror. The horror. As, thank you.
2: Thank God. As, as far I mean.
0: as, as iconic as 90s <laughs> R&B is, I feel like what it built on still had a spirit, a spirit that was present in the 2000s that I could live with. I I, I, I got to- I got to get rid of 90s nice and B because
3: none of this happens without the 60s. So I can't get I rid of it. I was about, about to it. say, I'm glad nobody said 60s. So none of this happens without Because if you get rid of James Brown, you ain't got none of you this. You ain't got nothing. So you ain't got nothing. That's why I'm going. You don't have home. Fela. You, you don't, don't got have none, none of this. None of that without James Brown. So
0: I got to let it rock. That's And that's what it is. We're going to move on to our next quick hit. Um, this is a little bit, you know, for shortcuts, this is still a heavier conversation. We've talked before in this space about the crisis among American men I saw something that was interesting apparently and, and I don't you know I'm, I'm not quoting this as gospel but there is I believe some validity to it apparently 63% of men under the age of 30 are single because they would rather watch pornography than to go on a date with an actual woman and so they are having sex but just not with people with other people they're having no,
2: they're, sex they're masturbating yeah, yeah yes that's yes. not let's not get to shoot them more bail than they need they're not having sex <laughs> shoot
0: them more <laughs> than bail they than they need <laughs> so so I guess my thing is like am I am I bugging is this not is this not like aren't these not all the red flags of a society that continues to sort of crumble under itself with this issue around broken men or is it just being overblown because these are a bunch of incels
2: um, I mean, I think that I think it's a it's multifaceted. Right. And like, I mean, I think in, in if you're just talking about the general frustration amongst men or a general singleness or um, yeah, that's going to cross that's going to cross uh, the different demographics of men. I think a lot of it is one to be explored being losers. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a truly uh, like... How is that not... I'm going to tell you what I mean. You can be a loser, <laughs> but I'm in your bad person, but I'll tell you why. I think there's a lack of well-roundedness and development. And I think this goes both ways. I'm just talking about men since we are having the conversation. I think it goes both ways. I think there are a lot of people, they talk about dating in a very apathetic, throw up my hands, like, I'm a good person. And whatever it is, and anybody mm. that they pick out and they expect it to be like you people, I should
0: win because it's very superficial yeah. things like
2: that. And it's like there's a whole lot that goes into making a partner suitable for you, or you you could be a nice person. A good person don't mean you have anything incompatible, it don't mean you be aligned, don't mean you be building a life, but they have a mentality that it's like, all right, I'm good, I'm cool, that's sufficient, I'm a nice person, and then immediate like you know, frustration and upsetness rather than any level of examination. Two, I think I disagree with the premise that um 63% of men under 30 uh, um, are single because they rather watch porn. They might be watching porn and are single. But that may
0: not be the reason why. I don't think
2: that's the reason. I mm-hmm. think there's probably a lot that goes into that. 63% of men under 30 are probably broke, first of all. like it's, no, be, no, 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 mm-hmm. I, and I don't mean that- That's real. It takes a long time to get to a place where you're financially well. To go date? You ever try to take yourself on a date? It's expensive. So if you don't have money, you're under 30, all these different things, you're not going to have the ability to be dating a bunch of women to feel successful even though you're failing like the rest of us.
0: So. That's a lot.
2: Yeah.
3: That's
0: my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not mad at that. Some of it is by choice and yeah. some of it is not. Yeah. Really. Some of it's like you ain't really doing it because that's what you're choosing. Yeah. It's this, that's the life that chose you right now. Right, right. What's your, what are your thoughts on the CEO?
3: Um, I think it, you can't have this conversation without talking about just how our social construct in general has changed drastically. Yeah. Like how we interact with each other has changed drastically, right? So people feel like, like literally people in their mind have said, like, I like this pic, like if somebody likes the picture, they consider that flirting. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how we receive messages is completely different. So wow. that plays a large part into it. Um, also, what I find very interesting, as we were talking about, it really popped in my head. I told you I was watching um, the documentary uh, Watts Tax, mm-hmm. right. And in it, they were talking about specifically like the black family or just the black community that, you know. Black women have always been in the forefront, like from a protection standpoint. Okay, right, because black men were also always the easiest to, to kill off, right? Mm-hmm. So black women were always in the forefront, and then so that the dynamic between black men and women has always been very, very delicate and sensitive because of the dy- dynamics we had to deal with since we have stepped foot on this country. Now we're at a place now where society as a whole it no it's no longer about um, men are here and women are here. Like now, if it's not here, like women are here. So now men are having to deal with the fact that mm. you are not, you know, your
0: your your apex predator status. Yeah, your it's, it's a alpha
3: ra- male status is is
0: is actually paper thin. Right. So now you you
3: couple that with the fact that they, we don't interact with human beings normally in a in a normal innate way anymore. How you express your anger, how you express your frustration, comes out. Um, the way it does, you know, and and the way it does. Well, you know, I'll say this to wrap this
0: up. You know, I think that part of what Yemi talked about in terms of this almost sense of entitlement is a big part of what is fueling the brokenness of men. You know, men are supposedly supposed to be tough and you figure it out, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you keep going, you get back on the horse when you fall, but And people get mad at me for saying this. It's okay. Y'all be all right. Leave it in the comments. You'll be okay. I honestly attribute some of this brokenness to a level of fragility, which I also connect to the participation trophy generation. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people never sort of acclimated themselves to this notion of like, you're not entitled to any of this. Yeah, You're not entitled to Oh, well, because I showed up and like you said, I'm a nice person and I have degrees and, you know, I might be good looking that I should have whatever I believe this life affords me. And I think that that's a really big piece of what is happening. I think that some men are looking at life wherever they may be, whether it's 30, under 30, over 40, what have you. And something about where they are is not where they feel like they're supposed to be and they're crumbling under the reality of why that is as opposed to self-examining and being like, yeah, actually, I won't say all of this is your fault, but a lot of this is your fault. Moving on, that's going to bring us to our contributor segment. And of course, we have my man on the couch, Mr. High Energy himself, DJ, CEO.
3: So we're talking about style and performance. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are we talking about? So we're going to talk about the performing arts and how in today's climate, P- performing artists are subpar at best.
0: Whoa.
3: Um, in what industry? We got to be more specific.
0: No, about. period. Across the board. Period, he's saying, he's across he's...
3: the board, because That's true. so, you know, we we come from a, a time where like record sales mattered, right? Yeah. And so, but in order for record sales to kind of work, like, yeah, you had to have hit records, but, you know, you had to work the record. Part of working the record was performances. True. yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. So you had record labels that had departments that were about developing artists and you had to learn how to perform, stage presence, breath control, all this type of stuff. That doesn't exist anymore. Record labels are all but obsolete. And artists are now becoming, mm, yeah. they're just becoming because of the internet. They're becoming because of social media. So they have no training. They have no sculpting whatsoever. And then when you see them perform, it is horrendous. <laughs> a lot of people, I, I can't speak for, I know for me, a lot of times, like how I become a fan of an artist is watching them perform. Like if I see the first time I saw Amy Marie was on Howard's campus. Yeah. She wasn't even Amy Marie, mm. And I saw, I was like, she's going to be a star. There's other stuff that happened, but she- hey. But on behalf of the 23
0: fans of hers that are left, <laughs> I will tell you we will not disparage the name of Amy no, 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 but no, no. I saw
3: her. I was like, "Yo, she is a star." Thank you. Because of, her, because of because of her performance. But now you watch and 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 I don't want to be I don't want to be the old guy on the porch, you know, waving my finger. But if you saw the uh, according the, to Yemen, you already are. Bro. The, <laughs> I know, right? The 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 uh, the Hip Hop 50 tribute on the Grammys, right? And you have all these legends and they are bodying there, body oh, in But
2: that's because of the gap that made it worse though. And the then gas little, made them seem worse. And so the then gap. Little, the and, gap. Then, <laughs> and then little, and then
3: little baby gets up and it's like
2: In fairness, that's the gap that made that worse. That's cool and all that has nothing so to saying, do. with I'm saying I'm saying the gap made it worse. It's made uh, them seem really worse. If it did, you know, I Come on, man. Y'all don't
3: think so? But that was, but that was that's an example I gave. But I've seen <laughs> these artists perform yes. on multiple stages. Yes. No, you're right. And I it's read just, it, you there. it is horrendous. Like they have no idea how to perform. And I feel like the performing art, per- the p- performance of your art, I think that has been lost. So you're so, so, right. Say what you will
0: about, you know, everything that you said, mm-hmm. and say what you will about Sean P. Diddy Combs. Mm-hmm. One thing, undeniably, that any artist who has worked with him will tell you is that they may not necessarily like how he does business, yeah. but they will tell you, "I learned how to be an entertainer yes. from Diddy." Yes. Yeah. If you listen to anybody, Jada, like any anybody who was like from that bad boy era, they will say, "Diddy was on some Joe Jackson. Yeah. Do it again, do it again," and understood. And 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 there's a there's a sort of a bigger conversation here, right? You talked CEO previously about the fact that when people show up to certain spaces, there's all kinds of different energy that people mm-hmm. are looking to, to deal with. I just lost my job. I just got a job. Mm-hmm. I just lost a loved one. I just had a baby. I just got married. I just broke up. So, when someone plays their hard money to watch you at a show you owe it to them as an artist to show up and, and inter- show up and, and, and entertain. entertain.
3: Because that's what, you, that's what you're supposed that's to do. That's what you do and they don't do they don't have any... I don't know what to call it, but they don't have any... I feel like they don't have any stake in their performance. Well, I think it's part of you. I'm sorry.
2: I agree with y'all, but mm-hmm. it's also a reflection of the fact that the times have changed in a drastic way, right? The reason why, like, they used to be able like to, B2K and all these people, it was years and years and years of training them and pairing these people up with the right way and stuff. What happens is, and I, this isn't even just true in music, I think this is true in media, true in the news, it's all this. People, they don't go and they seek talent anymore because they can't afford in their mind, like, the, the way times move, the time times change, yeah. to make that kind of investment. So, what they do is people have to create their own buzz around them or whatever. And if you happen to they, they grab a person, but you don't have the same opportunity. Before it used to be, it's like, you have way less opportunity to make it big, but that time period that you do, it's the same thing with, like, comedians, all their jokes. By the time you see a comedian's first stand-up is the best stand-up, because they've been doing them jokes. So the yeah, world for
3: world, like for a year, two years. Time. And yeah. once
2: they start putting out a stand-up yep. back-to-back every yeah. year, the quality diminishes, There's not as right? much
0: time to cultivate, because the demand
2: exactly. for you to these be out there. Artists, I it. Yeah. What happens is, they, they, they you know, they get it. it's like when you, if you go viral on Twitter, and you, you get an opportunity, they'll make a song, you know, these are people They're new, they're this, they just started getting interested in music in their own house. The next thing they blow and now you got Ice Spice at a place performing or like even Glorilla. These people ain't had no you know performances, but by the time you see those other people, all the boys, remember when you watch these people's story, they was on the, they was on, they was doing all the chores and all these Um, different things. Remember
0: talent shows? Talent shows. See yo, who's the last person who you saw in concert that you was like, yo, they are that, they are that deal.
3: Like, a new person or just anybody in general? (laughs) Either. I think the last person where I was like, yo, like, this is how you put on a show probably was Rakim in Vegas. Jesus. I saw him in Vegas. It's oh, not really, like rocking meant, back then. Like, I saw you, him in Vegas. Really but went. you
2: meant it deep in your soul nobody knew. You meant, it. You meant <laughs> no, that. Yeah. You, you meant that deeply. Yeah, he said, nah. I ain't been impressed in nah, like 15 I just, years. I have been. Like, like,
3: the, the people who
0: are impressed I'll give with... You, I'll give you two people you should check out. Mm. Live. Mm. If you have never seen her Oh, Robert, Robert Glassman, I'm sorry. Okay. I see Robert, Glassman. I Robert Glassman. Robert Glassman. Yeah, yes. Robert yes. Glassman Robert Glassman gives Glassman, a good yes. show. Robert shows are amazing. Her and Lucky Day. Okay. Both of them. Because they're talented, they play instruments and they can actually sing. Yeah. Like, and, you know, they have an appreciation, I think for Lucky Day, it's more as a songwriter and just sort of like being able to share his art. Mm -hmm. And then with her, it's the fact that she just has so many different, her musicianship is, is beyond reproach.
3: And you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why you picked those people. Because they are, they are artists. Yeah. They are artists. The truth correct, of the matter yeah. is a lot of people who are cult artists in the industry are now. Not. Are not artists. And they're not no. artists. This, this is uh, hip hop music is an occupational option now. Yeah, yeah. so they do it and this is what we get.
2: <clears throat> yeah. But it's still once, in fairness, but even with that, right? Some people are like honest like that. Cardi came up from the beginning, like, I don't feel rap deep in my spirit. This is Elaine, right? She always came out with like that. But if you look at her initial performances versus what they are now, because She's once you get better. to a place because you have the luxury to take time off or yeah, whatever right. it is and blah blah blah, she put that she put on a hell of a performance. But very when true. she first came out, it was like she right. won't be able to perform these. Very, very, life? True. very yeah. true, very true,
3: very true.
0: Well, that is going to do it for style and performance. We need people to actually perform with some style. Yes, it's
3: a performance. It's
0: a performance with DJ CEO. And that's going to lead us to our main topic. But before we get there, make sure you do yourself a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. The Charles Coleman Podcast, wherever you are watching, wherever you are streaming, this is your new favorite podcast. This is the new home for black brilliance. We're in adjacent spaces, if not altogether the same space around the conversations that we have, right? You just wrote an amazing piece about being an abolitionist and about abolition. I want to open up the conversation because I think that people really get nervous when we start having conversations about abolition People get really nervous when we start having conversations like the notion, the narrative around defunding the police and what that meant got so perverted and so like off the rails. But I want to ask you a two-part question just to open things up. Number one, for those people who have not had an opportunity to read your piece, what do you mean when you say abolition, when you talk about abolition, what do you mean? And then number two, number two, quite frankly, this may be the most controversial part of the conversation for some, do we need
2: police? I, no, okay, so boom, all right. So, um, boom. Yeah, let me tell you. So, I expect that abolition is going to sound radical to anybody. Like, I expect that it's going to sound wild to anybody. It sounded wild to me the first time I heard it. If you are raised in a society where you're taught that, policing in prisons is as natural as air and water which we are taught that way we're all taught like as a little kid learn 911. you call it like this you play cops and robbers the bad guys are the robbers the good guys and cops it's wielded into everything that you watch even your animations right kids today of paw patrol we had this you watch mm-hmm. Darkwing duck you watch pop of girls you watch everything everybody is an agent of the police in some way and that's how it's treated so i recognize it's going to sound outlandish it sounded that way to me too the way i see my role in in it is I'm going to be as clear and honest as to what is necessary and what I believe. And I will give you the grace of taking the time it takes you to get there because nobody just uh, abandons their entire worldview the first time it's challenged. And Absolutely. And that's just the truth. And, you know, Democrat, Republican, black, white, whoever, we're all educated in societies like this, just inundated with propaganda and this belief that uh, even what they call it. Hold the, on.
0: They don't, they didn't catch that.
2: Copaganda. They
0: didn't catch it Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. That will be borrowed, but go ahead. Yeah. So. Y'all heard it here first, so when you
1: see me use it,
0: I'm not taking credit for it, but I am going to use it. So Listen, ahead right ahead.
2: You know, inundated with this propaganda, even when we call the legal system is the criminal justice system. And
0: Listen, so have we had this conversation? No, but I'm, I'm sure we're right here. So I don't, so I'll just, you know, this is part of the book that I'm writing. I'll just open this wide up. America does not have a criminal justice system. America has never had a criminal justice system, at best. At best, it could be said that in the most ideal of spaces, America has what purports to be a criminal accountability system. Mm-hmm. Um, justice and the notion of justice is something that is restorative. Yeah, If you are the victim of a crime and something is taken from you or you are harmed in some sort of way, justice dictates that in a perfect world, you would be returned to whatever position you were in beforehand. Yeah the truth is that that reality is never going to happen. Yeah. The trauma that you will maintain, that you will carry with you from that experience cannot be erased. In many cases, the physical harm or the emotional damage that results from being in that experience, from having contact with that system, all of it can never be erased, even if you are on the side of being a victim, yeah. right? Like So the idea of justice is one that is so out of reach. It drives me crazy when we have police violence and people are in the streets talking about justice, 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 justice. that is a notion that is so far beyond our reach that we can't get to the best we could hope for is that someone is held accountable. And even that but
2: it's completely, is
0: a challenge in and of itself. That's the
2: thing. It's not justice, but it's incredibly consistent with what the, ma- the demands would be of anybody educated in society that is taught that justice is punishment. That's what we're taught. That's what the system does. And, you know, I I constantly uh, harp on the fact that this deliberate misnomer. But it's not to, you know, to be educated, to be like, oh, that system's not just. And you keep calling it that. No, no, no. I do that because if you think of something, if something is called that, you think it's a criminal justice system in your mind, its purpose is to bring about justice, regardless of what it's actually doing. Mm -hmm. That's its intended purpose. So if it doesn't do that, you think of it as a mistake. The system is making an error. And that's what makes the conversations for reform and all these different things. So it has to be. That's why it's ingrained. In us and people that's why their default is no matter how many times you tell them they can hear literally spend their entire life hearing tragic stories hearing about the central park five hearing about the george floyds hearing about all these different things but they still ultimately think this is an anomaly somehow this is this is this is a broken a broken wheel somewhere that needs to be fixed rather than the routine reality of the day-to-day i
0: think it's also a piece of we have particularly in our community yeah um in larger society in america for sure but in our community we have what I like to refer to as the illusion of safety. Yeah. And part of that is the notion of how we discuss crime, right? So crime is sensationalized in a way we both know this. Over 80% of the crime that occurs in America is constitutes by traffic violations, nonviolent offenses, and other misdemeanors that are not necessarily serious in nature. So, you're talking about less than 20% of serious violent crime. Mm -hmm. But if you turn on the television or you pay attention to talking points from either side, from either party, right? Yeah. There is this boogeyman scare tactic of like, it could be you when you look at the entire crime chart, if you will, of stuff, some stuff that shouldn't even be punishable at all, yeah. but that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. You know, municipalities funding themselves on the backs of poor communities vis-a-vis extra taxation in the form of parking tickets, all types of other stuff like fines and fees and, and and the like. When we look at crime and we talk about it in a way as if it's ever present and happening all the time,
2: yeah,
0: it then creates the desire, I want to feel safe. Yeah. And then so we get in spaces where it's like, well we're socialized to believe more police make us safe where the further, it could not be further than the truth.
2: I don't think America is truly honest with itself about what it perceives as the danger. If America is honest with itself that it perceives black people, free black people, free brown people, these people in these populations roaming about free, that's the danger, then it makes sense what they believe police is doing for them in terms of that. But they don't believe, the people who call for the police, right? Police are most present in black neighborhoods and brown neighborhoods, and poor neighborhoods. That's just the truth. I see way more police in Flatbush than any white person calling from where MYPD and Manhattan is ever going to see. So they know that it's not about police presence that makes them feel safer in their communities. Right. The safety, the thing that they're trying to keep away is us. Keep
0: you over the there. The police
2: are there to keep and to manage us away from them. And that's the truth about it. Because this is the thing. Whenever, is, this is what I, I find interesting about what indoctrination means. And people can recognize indoctrination in a cult and in anything else. But they don't see it in America. Even if it were that, okay, when you hear about these alarmist hysteria, all these crimes, even if you're hyper-sens- uh, sensationalizing violent crime, well... That should still make you want to do something different, right? Because you're not safe than whatever it is you're doing. Right. America spends more money on policing and mass incarceration than anybody else, right? They highlight cities like New York City. We have over 35,000 officers in NYPD. They give almost $11 billion. $11 billion to NYPD. Another $820 million to Rikers. NYPD is set to spend almost $860 million in overtime. So... If we are, if it's all this crime, if it's dangerous, the only method that America employs is policing, policing. tough on crime, mass incarceration. So who's that a failure of? The
0: other, the other side to that, right, is as you have these conversations about spending here in New York City, please do not get it twisted. The conversation about police budgets is very, very deep and leads me to my sort of like another point. We're talking about excessive amounts of power being given to police unions yeah. to dictate how cities' budgets are managed, how police are treated, yeah. the lack of accountability with respect to the entire system as a whole. Yeah. You're talking about this at a national level, not just in New York, of course, with the exorbitant amount of money that we spend on police. But there's another issue that we got to sort of unpack here, and that is internally. We don't have, in my opinion, as a community, Non-negotiables around our safety.
2: Yeah,
0: we and, and when I say non-negotiables, I'm talking about VOTEPS.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: vote ups. Vote You could have vote mm-hmm. I'll have copaganda. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'll,
1: I'll, I'll you know,
0: slide that as a human exchange. There is a so. If you want to have a conversation about civic engagement, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. All right, cool. And use your voice. Go to the ballot. On so so leave probably. it at that. Right. I am not okay with the notion that we on any level are going to vote away systemic racism within American policing. Yeah. Not just that, we don't give ourselves any sort of leg to stand on when we will then turn around and negotiate our own safety. Some
2: demands and this. And we,
0: negotiate our own demands. We turn demands. into chairleaders
2: for the Democratic Party and then request nothing.
0: Correct. So, miss me with the notion that Yo, well, we got to get so and so enough votes so they could pass this Miss me with all of that. And I think that's just a very hard conversation to have and one that I would really appreciate your perspective on because when I say it I catch heat it's irresponsible blah, 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 blah. But as someone else who's in the space I would love to hear what... I'm not prompting you to say nothing but maybe if people hear it from somebody other than me it'll start to resonate like maybe there is something too. Sort of the exorbitant amount of or the the extra emphasis we place on our civic engagement as though that is some sort of panacea for yeah. what it is that we all know is not going to be solved at the ballot box.
2: Um, I think you, you're absolutely correct. I think, let me let me give, I guess, the example of that. I, I live in New York. I have lived in America since 2008. I am an attorney here. And obviously, this is my community, this is the country I've built my life in. But I can't vote. I'm a lawyer, I'm an officer of the court, I do all these things, I'm incredibly informed, I could probably influence who other people might vote for, but I can't vote. And I, that might be in the case of my immigration status, but in the, first of all, if you think about that, there are a significant amount of, of people similarly situated, we assimilate, like, we assimilate well, we blend in, we're all black, but we don't have the ability to vote. And you look at a place like New York City, there's a whole lot of Caribbean black people like myself that don't have that power, that are impacted by what happens. And in that respect, look at that with the criminal system you're disenfranchised it's not a mistake that most people when they when they are they get a criminal conviction they go to prison they have their voting rights affected right if you have that being done to your community generation after generation combined that with gerrymandering they've done everything that they can to dilute your voting power anyway so i'm not saying don't vote but it would be foolhardy even in the best even if you looked at it in the light most favorable to voting is the way The reality is they've done their best even in that. And then if you just look to just what is, I guess, common sense, you know, Asada Shakur talks about that is you, you, no one has ever gotten their freedom by appealing to the sensitivities and the emotions of of their oppressor. oppressor. That's just, that's just the truth.
0: I asked you at the beginning and we didn't really get into this, this, there's so much that we could talk about. And some of it is like the fact that we do this and may not necessarily always have the space or platform to really engage it and really open it up. Um, but I want us to at least sort of end on this part of the conversation around, you know, I asked you initially, do you, do we need police? And you said no. I think that for people who are in community, that example, that answer rather is, 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 is troubling. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to digest. And part of the reason is there are people who are legitimately concerned about crime in community.
2: Everyone's concerned about that.
0: And so I think for people who are in that space to make the jump to like, yo, we can police ourselves or we can reimagine what this looks like, it's very, very difficult. What do you say to them?
2: So what I find interesting is what the default becomes. Whenever I appear on shows, you know, i be on some right-wing spaces, they love to be like, oh, statistically, if we polled and black people really care about crime, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody cares about crime. Everybody cares about feeling safe, right? What we disagree about is what that means and how to deal with it. And they've America has created this default so that to care about crime and safety means you have to want to fund a, a failed approach to dealing with it. My problem is this. The reason why people have that that, that knee-jerk reaction is because what have they they've been taught the police do and what the police are supposed to do and even though deep in their hearts they know that's inconsistent with the reality of what police actually do and we know that here's the there's the thing is people like to present it as though we're being hyperbolic as though we're just a crying community or you know we are exaggerating the way that we are disproportionately impacted by the police um, and i want to say this It's not a black problem. It's a collective problem. We live in a police state. Police kill over a thousand people each year that we know of. And we all know everything that the police give you is underreported. That's a reality that affects us. The fact that it's not hyperbole. The police are killing people every single day in this country, across this country. And that's just who they're killing, that they're telling you about it. You're not hearing about the general level of brutality and violence that comes with that and what's being paid for, right?
0: But but in order, and and I'm 100% aligned with you, but I got to channel one of my dream team members right now Something I learned a long time ago that makes a lot of sense from my girl Gloria Sherubin is if you want people to do something different or stop doing something rather that they're doing, mm-hmm. you gotta give them something else. And I'm to gonna do. tell you, I'm so gonna get to. What's I'm gonna... that?
2: the same way, right? Whenever, whenever anything happens, whenever anything goes wrong in the community, people go, Oh, we'll give the police more money, right? That's that's the that's the only approach. They don't have some imaginative special, you know, top 10, 10 layer system, right? And I'm saying that instead of giving there's no world in which you look at an empty, vacant lot, you know what I mean? That's run down and garbage, and you don't go and pick up the lot, you don't fix up the lot, you don't make the lot nice, but you go and hire people to guard the lot. That's not how it works, right? Only something, once it's valuable there, that's when you get guards, that's when you get people to protect it. It's very obvious that the police are not there, you're not putting more money into the policing than the community it is that they're protecting and yeah. serve. So that's not what they're doing. I'm saying in the same way you recognize that the safest communities are not the most police. they're the most resourced. It's not a coincidence that generation after generation after generation, the same communities are deemed high crime areas the same communities are being policed in the same way but you're telling me that they have the same problems but instead of putting that money the same knee-jerk reaction you have to give more money to the police give it to people to support their mental health their housing their infrastructure their schools because the t is this and i'll say as a public as someone who's a public defender over eight like Mo- the vast majority of people that are in the criminal system are represented by a public defender. and I need us to understand how p- impoverished that means. Like we know it means oh, if you can't afford a lawyer, right. you'll be you'll be someone, but how poor is that I could not afford an, a, lo- a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing well. And I could not afford afford an attorney right now, but I wouldn't qualify for my services. The average person in the criminal system made annually less than $12,000. That's dirt poor. So if that's the vast majority of who is in the US criminal system, who is being policed?
0: I talk a lot about the fact that we can't have a conversation about law enforcement or about crime in America if we're not willing to examine and to accept the reason that crime occurs. Yes. I have this conversation so often where I tell people, Look, poor people or people who find themselves in dire, close to dire, dire adjacent straits yeah. or spaces that are disadvantageous that they did not create, yeah, they don't commit crime because they somehow like committing crime. Right. If they commit crime, it's because they don't like being poor. Yes. And so the issues around addressing that are far more... Uh, uh, likely to lead to a different outcome than it is to manage the situation the ways that we have chosen to manage them vis-a-vis law and, enforcement. And, and the
2: frustrating part is they know that it's a yes. policy. It's a it's a policy it's, choice, it's,
0: right? It becomes it's not just a policy choice. Well, it, it is a policy yeah. choice, but it's not. It when people understand, and we could talk about this forever. Um, when people understand the economics yeah. of what our criminal accountability system in America produces yeah. around just incarceration in America's carceral state and the amount of general just revenue that it generates for different municipalities they started. the number right so when people understand the money yeah. that goes into how we engage law enforcement
2: community that's the thing all
0: of it it, it begins to make more sense America the hides the time doesn't.
2: that's the thing about America though America America is a very is a is a is a country built around emo, uh, information concealing right mm-hmm. the reality people don't talk about these as connected and I find that interesting with the media wave they constantly talk about all the protests of 2020 and old you know and how police have been funded and all these different things but they don't draw a connection between those protests and in the, in the sudden hyper-focusing on banning black history, yeah. information, critical race, all these different things, because the reality is people support something because they're misinformed, they're educated, they're indoctrinated in a particular kind of way. But when people begin to unlearn things, they begin to find new information, they change, which is why you see a society has shifted, right? A shift in social consciousness. When they start seeing more representation, they see this, you get a more progressive society. So what they said is, hey-
0: We got to stop this. Yeah.
2: We got to put a we stop to you finding that information out at once.
0: Listen, you know- I uh, was super excited about having you on the show, and this has not at all disappointed. I am definitely loving having you here. Would love to have you back. Um, Just super dynamic, super dope. I mean, we both are clearly nerds and could get into this (laughs) all the time, but I just had fun actually having you be able to be you, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily... um, as a pundit. But also, you know, get into our bag. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Ola Yemi O'Loren on the couch for today's conversation. Thank you so much for being here on the Charles Coleman podcast. This is Rules of Engagement, everyone's favorite segment on the Charles Coleman podcast. I'm your host, Charles Coleman, and this is our conversation about adult love, sex, and relationship. We're going to get right into it. I got the Brooklyn Blue Smoke triangle offense that we are running tonight and everybody is looking amazing. To my left, you know him, you love him. Understated but never underrated. Mr. Six Shooter himself, Kirk Quillen is in the building hey, letting let off let rounds, let my guy. Let it go, let's
4: get it going.
0: Let it go, how you feeling? I'm
4: feeling great.
0: All right, I love to hear it. And to my right, she's the professional winner, the boss of 593 Washington, the leader of the Blue Smokes, Blue Notes at Blue Smoke. There you go. We got Gloria Sherwin in the house, how you doing? I'm
1: wonderful, I'm wonderful. how are you feeling? I'm good, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm feeling even better with these vibrant colors, I love I what you're doing. appreciate you, man. Y'all are doing a disservice. This is why you got to watch on YouTube for what everything that's given, everything that's being given. So, we got a, a, a relationship question tonight, you got to be honest. Okay. Be, even if it don't apply to you, you might know somebody it applies to, all right. So, you are in a relationship, you're in a space. Okay. And as part of your normal being you go certain places that you like to enjoy. In doing this you may want to take a significant other or your new significant other, your old significant other or no actually we're going to make it even spicier. You got some bodies Mm. in that space. Some bodies that are in that space that regularly go there that you regularly encounter. It's no beef, it's no issue, it's no thing but your significant other now wants to experience this space with you, the new significant other. Do you tell the new significant other, so listen, um, there's bodies all over the place <laughs> <What's that> <laughs> <carnage>? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a virtual cemetery Word. for me so, so understand what you're walking into? Do you do that or do you just say baby let's find somewhere new to go? Like how do you navigate that When you because like you might be able to navigate the space fine on your own. Mm, but right. when you add your significant other to the mix, mm-hmm. how does that change your approach? Or does it change your approach?
4: Um, I think, logically, you would have to admit that it would change the approach. Okay. Um, because of the, 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 the new added energy that you now are responsible for. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, you, you, you got to curve it. But if it's a place that you really want to be with this new person, I think you have to expose where the bodies are being
0: You got to tell them. You got to tell them. Now I got a follow up for you. Mm -hmm. What if once they find out that you got all these bodies in this space, now
4: they're no longer comfortable with you going there. Now what do you do? I mean, that's, but then now we're talking about the integrity of the relationship, right? So are we doubling back to that conversation we had about you could tell your significant other where they can and can't go? Very fair question. Or do you now deal with the new headache that you've created in your honesty? So right. It's that, a balance.
0: It is a balance and, and I think that what you said about integrity mm-hmm. in the relationship is actually a very important piece. G, what do you think? You tell them? No. You I, don't tell them?
1: I, I think- you you say,
0: know, that. Nope. Nope. I ain't telling them.
1: I, I think that there are certain realities around who you're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Talking about the carnage is not going to make the person feel comfortable. They're not gonna wanna be in that space anymore. It's gonna mm. change my ability to even be able to enjoy Joyous this space. space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Do you still take them to the space? That's the issue. It depends on what type of carnage is lying around. You know, if it's a type of carnage with people that I know they have the integrity to maintain move in a and move way. in a certain kind of way, then I'll bring them. But if it's carnage that's infectious, and they, they still... They ain't really dead. They ain't really dead yet. Zombie dick. I can't, right. I can't bring them there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dick. Because that other person is going to know. You know what I'm saying? They're going like to the pick up on it. Like they're going to pick up on it and then it's going to become an issue. What's you know what I'm
0: saying? What's funny about that is that like I think men are less like... We could still pick up on it, but women? Like you walk in the door and the woman be like her, her, her. Like they know. Mm-hmm. Like this don't do it, fellas. If, fellas. We fellows, know. they will know. Do not have your new joint around anybody you've knocked down before and think she's not going to know. Right. She's going to know. She's
1: going to know. She's going to know. We are all detectives. Like I don't know like... We're like bloodhounds. It's just, it's just energy, you know what I'm saying? So
0: why she got your cologne on for right. three years ago? Why she blinked
1: with the left eye right. and not the right eye every time she looked this is way? That,
0: it, so, you're not going to tell them I get it. You said you don't know if you're going to take them. You might, you might not. Is that
1: dishonest? No, it's not dishonest. It's just managing emotions. <laughs> what? Listen. At the end I of the day, cannot wait <laughs> to use that. What? Yeah. You
0: said, it's, it's not, not dishonest. It's, it's, managing not, it's, it's managing emotions. It's
1: managing emotions. Yo, I don't want to make you can't
0: uncomfortable. I wait to use that shit. <laughs> do you? Hear me? It makes you even the first time. I, that no, one. like because it's gonna <laughs> sound so. I where you? got that?
1: G? I heard it from G. G Listen said. At the end of the day, and that sounds like
0: some shit only wanna, y'all are allowed to use. No, that we don't. Do everybody, everybody
1: does it all the time. They might not have labeled it as that. If I know something's gonna make you uncomfortable, it's up. It's on me to manage that. You know what I'm saying? Because. I don't wanna, listen, I want to listen. Conceptually, I, maintain, I get it. I want to maintain the goodness of that space. Like that space, if I enjoy it, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm gonna keep it above with you. There are some spaces that I've banned myself from going because of previous relationships where mm. I'm just like, it's gotta, it's gotta go with the, with the relationship. Gotta get, I gotta it give it, it up. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because it was something that it has so much history that I don't either want to run into that person in that space or when I'm there. It's it reminds, gonna, you it reminds of, me yeah. of something, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I've abandoned some spots.
0: Would you feel as though you had been misled? Well, first of all, would you want to know? If you were in a spot- w-
4: my, And my yeah. yeah, and your other body's bodies in it. I can't be in there. You can't go. I, can. I, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to be in there. I never, for me, it's all about perception, right? So you so you don't want to look like a sucker. In no circumstances. And you feel like that? you, Well, actually, no. I mean, they See, are, this is
1: why women, we tell women all the time. I actually have talks on this. You don't tell your men ever. Or you deny, deny, deny. Unless you got video content li- of me. We and this are person. lying. Damn, lying. that's what we doing. We, we are lying. lying all day. I mean, like, so we then life is lying.
4: good now. We can I'm lie again. That's it. We are right. lying. Let's all we lie.
1: Managing emotions. Baby. Okay, cool. I'm if we all lying, then let's all lie. That's it. Men can't handle the knowledge of the other men that I slept with. It's and just, women can? I'm not saying that women can. I'm so then I say that, people
4: because you said men.
1: But I'm because I'm specifically talking about men right now. Men can't handle the knowledge of the other men that I've slept with. And I don't feel like I need to have those conversations with you and build all those kind of levels of anxieties in you. But do you so think it's okay? to spare you your own discomfort, is they're going to be
0: But what if they're going to be in the they same They're going to be around
1: and you're not going to know that they ever experienced me. Because mm. I'm never admitting to it. Mm. Unless this person... But what unless happens? you knew I was married to him and we share a child. No, well, yeah,
0: I
4: mean... I mean, I mean that's yeah. that. But I'm
1: just saying if he was just a takedown... He's a takedown and he will be uh, to t- the grave, down. to the grave. So how do you handle when he runs his mouth? That's what I'm saying. If if this dude is running his mouth mm-hmm. then I got to deal with your emotional displacement because there's going to be something that you're not going to wear. That's why I would not bring you into those spaces. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying By managing emotions. At the end of the day, the minute the knowledge is made present, the other man is never, the new man is never going to be comfortable he don't want to be in those spaces. I, I, yeah. Every man is running around here believing that the chick they with is virgins. Nah, we've been taking stuff. Some-
0: no, I don't, I don't think it's that at all. I think, you know, I think different men have different levels. <laughs> of, I don't think it's that at all. Yeah, I think different lo- <laughs> men have different I levels she of was security. A right, I right. think, I think, also think that like, I think for a reasonably secure man and I don't even necessarily know what that means by reasonably, but right. I'm just saying like, he's not horribly insecure, right. but he's not perfect. Right, like a reasonably insecure man, if he's secure about the relationship, then I feel like you could take him and be like, if you know, you may not tell him if there's not a reason, but if you prep him, like, listen, then you know, we you know we used to hang out or whatever, whatever. Not saying he's gonna love it, but I think he can handle it. Right. Like he ain't gonna lose
4: his mind over it. But I, I want to know from a woman, G, like, if say if you came across that type of man who was unbothered by the fact that he's sharing a, a space with a, with some of your bodies, is that a turn off for you, knowing that you have that type of man?
1: I think
4: that's a that I love that. I think that
1: level of confidence
4: is amazing. That's confidence. That's confidence. Yeah, I think it's, I think I think it can be. Your space. You don't I have to be a sucker. You don't have to be a sucker. I'm, no, I'm not saying sucker, say a sucker but I don't. I don't. I think sometimes um, we we congratulate the things that work towards our favor, right? So like, he's not necessarily a sucker when he has a problem with it. For me, right? Nor is he this noble guy when he doesn't, because maybe he just don't care that much about you and your past. To allow that to bother him right but if you knew that part you wouldn't congratulate the fact that he didn't care you get what I'm trying to say
1: I mean I don't know I don't know that either way it bothers me I think that there's a reality around our history and mm-hmm. I think that in relationships people need to come into them with an under an expectation that there are other bodies you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the question becomes are those bodies are are they a threat to my current relationship and I think that's when the issue presents itself you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if it's a chick and she's still trying to throw you that booty, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Because I see her, you know, when we in these spaces, mm-hmm. she's looking at me funny, she's flirting with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's behaving in a way that's mm-hmm. making me uncomfortable. Copy. You know what I'm saying? But if she just exists and there was something that happened, you know, I'm okay with it.
4: As long as she stay in her lane.
1: Stay in her lane. Copy. A
4: lot
0: to talk about here, a lot to discuss. Um, we just scratched the surface, but this is a good one because a lot of us find ourselves in this situation more often than not. So. Tell me, what do you think? Leave it in the comments, drop it downstairs. We check those things, we read those things and sometimes we'll respond. This has been another edition of Rules of Engagement on the Charles Coleman Podcast every Wednesday, that's when we drop, that's when you can find it, your new home for black brilliance. See you then, peace.